Hey everybody, and welcome to Rabbit's Ramblings, Podcast 158. This time I don't have anything probably super exciting to hear. I have some more notes on Heroes of the Storm, and I picked up a brand new Logitech G502 mouse. I don't have any notes on that, so that'll be totally rambling off the top of my head. But that's really all I have for you this time. Not anything super new in gaming to listen to, but hopefully you'll still have a good time. And enjoy the show. So I am up to about level 12 in Heroes of the Storm, and I've probably played for about that many hours as well now. These notes are just kind of notes in various categories that I have, so I don't think it's really topicked or anything. It's just, you know, here are some notes that I've discovered while working my way through leveling and my general experience in that time. The biggest note I have, which I think is different from last time when I first mentioned it, is that you don't actually get any gold per match. You just get experience. However, once you unlock dailies, those are usually due to of whatever, like play two matches with a certain class. And you can probably do that in about an hour in most cases. The matches, like I said, are about 20 minutes each, and there's, you know, a little bit of waiting time. And then, you know, whatever time you spend picking your hero and stuff. But those seem to always grant 500 gold. Also, whenever you hit a player level, that seems to also grant 500 gold. Sometimes on certain levels, they will award you more. Like one of the levels before level 10, you'll get 2,000 for hitting that level. So you do gain gold through the daily quests and leveling up. So in theory, you'll always have a little bit of gold gain pretty much all the time as long as you're playing. Levels did start slowing down to about four games to clear a level. I think level 12 is going to take me about five games, so it might get even a little bit slower, which, you know, you kind of expect to happen in most games. So the gold earning rate does get kind of slow, it feels like. Again, you know, it is alpha and they are working out what to do, and, you know, exactly how to price things. So all of these things may change. But it does feel a little bit slow right now, especially since, you know, your daily can be play X class of hero twice, and currently they're they're saying the rotation will happen every week. And this last daily I got was play two games with a support class, and I didn't unlock any support classes, and no support classes were actually in the free rotation. So it's like, I'm going to have to spend gold to unlock one. I have gold, but that's just because that was a special, you know, one-time thing. And if this was an as-release condition, and all the prices were the same, I actually would not have any gold to unlock that kind of character. So that would change from being a daily to being a weekly, because I'd have to wait, you know, another week to see if the rotation changed that. 
Needless to say, I made a post about that on forums. You know, we, we kind of need to be sure that people, you know, who are doer, especially free-to-play people, you know, always have, you know, at least one hero of a type for each, you know, potential daily. Assumably, you know, you would just need one of each class. So hopefully that'll get changed by release. Otherwise, people like me, you know, you might be like, well, I've got this daily I can't do until maybe one comes up for free. And that would be, you know, really discouraging to newer players. At level 8, which does happen pretty quickly, you will unlock more talents. And that applies to all the heroes. doesn't matter if you own them or not. So that will open up your choices and how you build your characters quite a bit. With my two mains, I found I was picking a few different choices that I didn't previously have before level 8. So I was pretty happy that I got that and had more choices. At level 10, you unlock hero quests, which pretty much are the same quests, I think, for all the heroes. And it's pretty much do a certain thing and you'll get to the next hero quest. The first one is play two games with that hero. The next one, I believe, is play four games. And I think the next one after that is play 10 games. Of course, this could all change. And I think those first two ranks were just experience rewards. And I think the third one where it's play 10 games will unlock your first skin color unlock. So that's kind of cool that they have that, you know, it's a little extra bonus to keep playing certain characters. There are three tents per hero to earn. And that applies for all the skins that you get. So you get, you know, your first color free. If you unlock your second color, then that'll work for any skin you have. And in the future, too, this could be unlocks for additional hero talents. That's been kind of implied a few times. They've said they would like to have, you know, more talents unlocked as time goes on. So I'm sure we may see some sort of system like that in the future. There is currently not any kind of level or skill matching. So anyone can get paired with anyone. This is problematic in that... Probably 15% of all the PvP matches I've had, there's been at least one asshat who was really mean towards other players. And it's really kind of disappointing to see that level of elitism in a game that is so new. Because most of us haven't had access more than one or maybe two weeks. So, you know, they're gonna be new. You shouldn't be giving them poop just because they're not familiar with the character or they're new to this kind of game. You should expect that. So I really hope there's some kind of ignore feature that does get implemented, as well as some kind of reporting system for bad behavior. Both of those would be really nice to see. They aren't in right now. I do expect, though, probably something will be in by launch, probably even by beta. And the last thing is this most recent patch changed the way that dailies could be done. You now have to do them in PvP matches. Previously, you could do them in co-op, and there's a pretty big thread on the forums that that's getting a lot of resistance because, you know, things like I just mentioned, you know, there's a lot of people in PvP mode which are, you know, super elite, and they expect everyone to be super pro and really know their characters. And some players, you know, just don't care about that, or, you know, they only have a few games a week they can play, and so they just don't have the time to invest. So there has been quite a bit of resistance to that, so maybe that will change in the future. 
And that's all the notes I have for Heroes in the play since my last talk about it. And of course, I'll keep you guys updated with other stuff as I find it out. So those of you who are regular listeners know that I recently got a G700S mouse as replacement for my replacement replacement mouse. There were some things I didn't really like about it. It was kind of big. It wasn't really shaped to how my hand prefers to be. And kind of the most important thing was it was wireless. And so I figured, you know, I could use it wireless a lot of the time. But it turned out that in normal gaming slash heavy use, it would only last about three hours. You know, if you're just surfing around the web and stuff, it would last quite a bit longer. But since I am gaming a lot of the time, I really just never used it as a wireless mouse. So it really wasn't advantageous to me because it was heavier. It was bigger. It wasn't, you know, the best shape for me. And if I'm going to have to keep it corded all the time, you know, I've got this extra thick cord. It just didn't seem to have enough advantages. So when Logitech announced their brand new G502 mouse, I gave it a look and I'm like, well, it's pretty pricey. I don't really need it. But there are all these disadvantages I really don't need with a mouse. So I decided to go ahead and get it. And I really love it. I don't have anything scripted for this segment, so this is all kind of general observations, and they probably won't be any kind of order. They'll just be like off the top of my head. So I suppose one thing people always wonder about is the cable, and that was one of the things about the G700S that really kind of bothered me. It does recharge through the cable, so I think that's part of why it had to be thick and heavy, but G502 mouse's cable is barely there. It's super light. Uh, If you flick it, you know, the whole thing will get flicked out of the way. It's really nothing to it. It never really gets in the way because it is so light. It's pretty thin. I wouldn't say it's super thin because I have seen slimmer cables on mice. But it's pretty thin and it's got this sort of protector thing around it. I guess it's like a fabric weave kind of thing. I think a lot of manufacturers are doing that lately. So it's sturdy, and it's thin, and it's light, and I really like the cable. It's not gotten in my way. One huge improvement on the G502 compared to pretty much all the other Logitech mice is that it's got this sort of multiple-part stealth design to it, I guess you could say. There's a lot of nice, solid angles on it. It's not totally curved. There are a little bit of curves to it. It's maybe slightly lower than the previous 5 series. So it's a little bit lower profile. But the biggest change is that the mouse housing, I guess you could say, is split up into different parts. There's a part for each button, and there's different parts for the back and the sides. So instead of the housing getting kind of warped and curved over time as you use one particular button or, you know, push it a certain way, 
each part is going to resist independently and stay, you know, theoretically in its original shape because, you know, as you're clicking that part or moving that part, it's resisting basically how it's designed. It's got sort of a housing that specifically, you know, resists against that. Also, all of the buttons seem super nice, especially the main clicking buttons. They feel kind of like a mechanical keyboard where it's a little bit more solid clicking. It is kind of noisy in the click, 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 but it is kind of a little bit louder of a click. It's not super loud, but if you're looking for a stealth mouse, this probably is not it. I don't know why you'd need a stealth clicking mouse, but the clicks are solid. They feel really good when I click them. And like I said, it feels kind of like the difference between a mechanical keyboard and, well, I don't know what you'd compare it to for regular button mouse clicking. Kind of a softer, smushier clicking. But it's very solid. I really like it. There are a few side buttons and a few resolution changing buttons, but you can use them for whatever. There's this new kind of thumb button trigger thing, which I don't see myself ever using. I guess it's for, you know, DPS switching, you know, in first-person shooter kind of games where you hold it down and it changes for, you know, snipe mode or whatever. It's a bit more forward than I would actually use, so I like that it's not in the way of my normal use, but that means that if I did want to use it, it would kind of be in a weird position. I'm sure, you know, if I was that kind of user that I'd probably grip my mouse differently and it probably wouldn't be in a weird position, it'd probably be just fine. So I really like all the button designs. They're nice and solid and very easy to click. They feel solid. There is a new kind of weight system in the bottom. I don't tend to use weights. I like super, super light mice. So I have no weights in mine. But the weight design is sort of in a hexagon shape. So I didn't look at the weights too much. But I believe they're broken up into single sections and dual sections. So if, say, you wanted the entire mouse weighed down, you could put it on the front or back end of the hex, and the whole mouse would, you know, get weighed down. Or if you favored one side for some reason, you could put them sort of on those sides of the hex, and, you know, just the left side or just the right side would be a little bit heavier, or, you know, slightly left front, slightly right front, you know, whatever kind of fashion you want to do. It seems really flexible and really interesting and kind of cool looking. The housing has like this little magnetic panel, I guess you could say. And you just kind of push it a little bit and it pops off. It's not in a direction, though, that you would accidentally do that while you're using the mouse because you'd have to be holding the mouse sideways to do that. So I like that a lot. You know, you don't need any special tools to open it up or anything. It just pops open. I don't know why you'd want to need to do that quickly while you're changing your weights, but... It's an option. And as usual, you get the Logitech G software that they have that covers all their devices now. So you can store all these cool profiles, setting things on your mouse or, you know, on your specific system. I tend to just go with the default of leaving it on the mouse. That way, if I do change whatever device I use the mouse with, you know, the mouse remembers my settings. But I like it quite a bit. It is a bit pricey. I think it was like 75 bucks, which even for a gaming mouse is kind of on the pricey side. That's kind of high end. You know, there's a few, you know, they go a little bit higher than that, but pretty much, you know, average gaming mouse is probably about 40 or 50 bucks. You know, a solid gaming mouse is between 40 and 60 bucks. 
you get much over that. You get into kind of pricey mice. So I wouldn't recommend this for everybody. But for somebody like me who's really serious about, you know, having a really good mousing experience and having things really precise, you know, it's a solid investment. It's covered for like three years. So even if it does break or stops working for some reason, you know, it would get replaced. So I think that's a pretty fair investment and something I don't mind spending a little bit more on to, you know, get that coverage and get that guarantee that, you know, if something does get wrong, I can just replace it. And hopefully, if you are into cool mice, this might be something to look at and you can have better computing experience. So this time I have just a teeny bit of new news. And I'm kind of sad because I lied. I said I would skip Wildstar this week. And the new news is about Wildstar. So, sorry. The new news is they're having another bonus weekend this time. And they're inviting apparently everybody who ever applied for beta. So if you never got an invite but you did apply, supposedly you'll be invited for this weekend. And it actually kind of wouldn't surprise me if those who got into a single weekend previously would also be reinvited back for this weekend. Seems kind of like they're wanting to do some load testing and server stress testing. So it sounds like they're trying to get as many people in as possible. So that might be kind of a disaster if, you know, the servers can't handle it. But if you were looking for an invite previously and didn't get one, but, you know, potentially could have, uh, keep an eye out, you know, in your inbox for an invite. And it will start you know, at the same time. They always do it like 7 a.m. on Friday. So I would expect, certainly by the time this podcast goes out, um, possibly, you know, as soon as Wednesday before that, which, you know, you wouldn't hear this until after that. But, you know, you might have, you know, an, an invite in your inbox. So if you do have, you know, uh, other inbox or, you know, a, filtered inbox of some kind. You might want to double check that. And again, weekends are regularly every other weekend. This is a bonus weekend, so there will be one after this weekend. And then there's one more, I think, until we get to the Head Start official launch time. The Amazing Spider-Man 2 is launching next weekend on May 2nd. And Godzilla is coming out May 16th. And that's it for the news. So I guess that's it for this week's Rabbit's Travelings podcast. There's no prize treasure, and that's really all I have for this time. I've been super tired lately, 
Like I have a cold. Been like congested and sneezing and yuck in my lungs and stuff. Other than that, I guess I'm pretty okay. Things are pretty much just maintaining. Nothing's getting better or worse. Which, you know, all things considered, I guess, is a good thing. But I guess that's it for this time. And hopefully, I'll see everybody next time. Okay, thanks, bye. Secret song. I love you. All night long. I can't stand to see you go. Secret song. I love you so. Wait. Good enough. This time, I don't really have anything new to talk about, really. Well, I guess I do. And it's really kind of disappointing to see that level of... of, 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 of. You have been listening to Rabbit's Ramblings. If you would like to see the show notes or feed the bunny by sending a donation, you can find the show website at www.rabbit.com slash podcast slash rabbits ramblings dot html. When you type rabbits ramblings, don't use the space. If you would like to send me an email, you can do so at rabbit at rabbit dot com. If you like my page, you can also post on Facebook at rabbit dot com. You can follow me on YouTube at rabbitdot.com. Be sure to put the number one in place of I anytime you type rabbit. Rabbit's Ramblings is copyright 2014 and is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike license. <laughs>